More than 20% of people in faith communities are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. But sadly, churches are often the last place a victim of abuse can find help and healing. I'm Kelly Downing, and my dream is a church where survivors like me and so many others can feel safe, be heard, and find healing. Until that happens, this is Survivor Sanctuary, a podcast for survivors of sexual abuse who are navigating the road to healing and for anyone who wants to be a part of the major heart renovation the church needs so that our faith communities can truly become sanctuaries for survivors. Welcome to another episode of Survivor Sanctuary. This is Kelly. Always happy that you've chosen to hang out with me for the next little bit so we can chat and maybe learn a few things or just get some things off our chest, which is something that I feel like I need to do this week. Um, Sometimes here on the podcast, we have interviews with awesome people like we did last week with Nicole Saylor. And I got to say, Nicole, you're a rock star because I'm pretty sure that the first four days after I posted that interview, there were more downloads of Survivor Sanctuary in that short amount of time than there had ever been in that period of time for any previous episode. So I got to say, good job, Nicole. You've got a lot of fans out there. And uh, it was a great interview. And so I like doing that. But sometimes I feel like we just need to have a little time where we can survivor to survivor talk about some stuff that's on our minds. And by our minds, I mean mine because I'm doing the talking today. But this actually did not come from my mind. It came from the minds of some amazing people on the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. And, you know, I'm not going to use specific names today because I don't have permission to do that. And I didn't really want to turn it into like a specific thing because what I want to talk about today is something that's more prevalent than just something I saw in a random Facebook post. It's something that I feel like we as survivors all struggle with, and I call it survivor guilt. Now, I know that sometimes if a person survives a tragedy, maybe that has nothing to do with sexual abuse, but they survive a tragedy and other people didn't, like say there's a plane crash, one person survives, nobody else does. That person would have something that they would struggle with, more than likely survivor guilt, where like, why why did I survive and nobody else did? I feel so guilty. Well, that's not really the survivor guilt that I'm talking about. When I talk about it in reference to sexual abuse, The guilt that I'm referring to is a guilt that I think the majority of survivors experience when they decide to come forward with their story of abuse. We had an episode of Survivor Sanctuary previously where I talked about the struggle with self-blame and how survivors tend to blame themselves and kind of feel that guilt for the fact that they were abused. And so I want to be clear that that's not the kind of guilt that I'm referring to here. It's not the guilt for having been abused and doing nothing to stop it or blaming ourselves that it happened in the first place. It's the guilt that we struggle with when we decide to bring our trauma to the surface and when we decide to bring our stories out into the open. So why do we struggle with guilt? Well, I do think it relates back to the shame that's associated with sexual abuse. We become very ashamed of ourselves as survivors of abuse as victims of abuse shame is just something that's very deep rooted in us and we do blame ourselves and we do struggle with those feelings of shame and those feelings of guilt so I do know that some of the aspects of survivor guilt come from sort of that 
mechanism that just seems to be in us. It's something that sexual abuse does. It buries that feeling deep inside of you. And the more that you heal, the more that you get a handle on it. And some people may be completely free from those feelings of guilt and shame. And if you are, that's completely amazing. And I got to have you as a guest on the podcast. But if you're like the majority of us, I would say, it's something that you struggle with. So I do think that survivor guilt is related to that shame that sort of just becomes deeply rooted in us when we become victims of sexual abuse. But I think that there are other elements to it. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because this week in the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group, we had a post that really spoke to me Now, I'm not going to use any specific names because I haven't received permission to do that. And I really didn't want to make it about one specific story because when I read this post in the Facebook group and I read the comments that everybody was leaving, I realized this is something that I've struggled with in my own life. And it's something that so many survivors struggle with as they begin to share their stories of having been sexually abused. And basically, as there begin to be consequences of sharing those stories. And before I get more deep into that, I do want to say that this is a great time to plug the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. And in all honesty, I don't plug it just because I want numbers in the group. Like it does nothing for us. Like Facebook is not paying me per member (laughs) to have Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. I love having people there because I think it's amazing that when somebody's having a rough time or when somebody has a question or they just want to post about something, people can post it in the Facebook group and everybody just kind of rushes in to give encouragement, to give advice, to just like the post or love the post or do whatever they can to support the person who's sharing. And I saw so much of that this week. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't joined the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook page, then you definitely should. You can search Survivor Sanctuary on Facebook and request to join the group and I will add you. And we are growing. The group is definitely growing. And I just loved seeing when somebody posted this week, in fact, several people posted this week, and we just had Survivor Sanctuary group members in there encouraging and uplifting. And I love to see that. You know, I tried to respond to a post this week and I wrote like a 93,000 paragraph comment. And that was probably my mistake because when I went to post it, I lost the whole thing. And I was pretty frustrated because it was like an insanely long, very detailed comment. And I was super frustrated. But you know what? When my comment was gone and I had no hope of retyping the whole thing, I realized, you know what? There are so many people here who are giving great advice and who are encouraging. My comment doesn't even actually need to be here. And I love that about the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. So if you want a little bit of extra encouragement in your life and you want to have some people that you can just vent to sometimes, it is a great place to do that. And that's kind of what happened this week. And that happens a lot of weeks. People kind of just go on to the group and vent a little bit to other survivors and other advocates and people that they know that they can trust with their stories. And I love the community of people that just like rallies around whoever is commenting and whoever may be having a bad day or struggling with something. And they offer some really great advice and not even advice all the time, just as much as support and like, hey, we get it. We know what you're going through and we're here holding space for you. And I absolutely love that. So in my own life, survivor guilt showed up the very first night that I decided that I was going to come forward about having been abused by the deacon of this church. 
I wrote a message to the pastor. I've told my story before about, you know, the details leading up to that night and just the decision that I had to make to come forward and go public with my story. And I was riddled with guilt. And I just remember that night, like after I sent the message, I knew I had done the right thing, but at the same time, my entire body was shaking violently. My teeth were chattering. I curled up under a blanket and I just shook for a long time. And it took me a very long time to fall asleep because it was just the tension of coming forward and finally getting that story out, but not just the tension. It was definitely a feeling of guilt associated with telling my story. And the guilt stemmed from the fact that I knew that me being honest about my experience and me being honest about what happened to me as a kid was something that was going to be hurtful to other people to hear. It was something that was going to mess up people's lives. It was something that was going to make some people sad to hear it. It was going to make some people stressed to hear it. And it was going to be a really rough thing for a lot of people to deal with. And while I felt like I was doing the right thing and coming forward, at the same time, I struggled with this tremendous guilt. And even before coming forward, I just remember thinking for years, who am I to ever tell anybody anything about this? Like, I have no right to come forward and I have no right to mess with people's lives. And even my abuser, I was thinking, my goodness, if the wrong person hears about this and they're in a country where the laws are different and where people just react differently when they find out that someone's been sexually abusing children. And I actually feared that my abuser could be physically hurt. And I just remember this guilty feeling like, who am I to cause this trouble in everybody's life? And it does go back to a feeling of unworthiness and that feeling of guilt and shame that we've talked about before on the podcast. And that's a little bit of a different form of survivor guilt than the one I'm referring to right now. It is the guilt that we feel for simply owning our stories and putting them out there in the world. So when I say survivor guilt, that's the guilt that I'm referring to. The, that guilty feeling of who am I to say anything? Who am I to make everybody hear this story? Who am I to think that just because I experienced this hurt and this pain and just because I've gone through this terrible thing, that that means I can go ahead and tell the world about it to the detriment of others. So I wanted to unpack a little bit of where the guilt comes from and what sort of perpetuates survivor guilt and also a little bit of what we might be able to do to be able to counteract some of those feelings. Because I'll tell you right now, the one thing that we can never do to counteract feelings of survivor guilt is to stop sharing our stories. And I think that that is kind of our default mode. Like if it's, if it brings up bad things for people and if it creates chaotic situations, if it creates, you know, anxiety or depression or fear in anybody else, then we must be wrong for talking about it. The easiest thing that we can do is to just be quiet and not bring it up any longer. So hear me when I say there may be solutions to survivor guilt. And I don't think that not talking about your experience is one of those solutions. In fact, I would encourage you to absolutely never 
use a feeling of guilt to keep you from speaking out. Because honestly, that's what happens to us uh, our whole lives. If you were abused as a small child, as I was, you know that feeling of like, this is a terrible, awful thing. It's shameful. I can never talk about it. You feel guilty that it happened in the first place. And once you get kind of, you know, old enough to know, hey, this wasn't my fault, or you start working through it with a therapist, or you just start working through it on your own, you kind of get to that feeling where, Sure, sometimes you still have those feelings of shame and guilt, but you might be at a point where you know logically, like it wasn't my fault and you can kind of talk yourself down from that. So then I feel like it's replaced by this new guilt where maybe it wasn't my fault that I was abused in the first place and maybe I didn't cause this to happen to myself, but all of the chaos and disorder and craziness that has come up since I spoke out, that is my fault. And that is the guilt that I've been hearing about lately from some survivors and specifically this week in the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. And because I've dealt with it myself and I've talked to a lot of people who have have had similar experiences, it, it comes up enough to where I felt like it would be important to talk about it today. I don't think that there's any way that we can get around the fact that one of the main reasons that we feel this survivor guilt, as I call it, and I put that in air quotes because I know that there might be a better term for it than survivor guilt, but that's just kind of, for me, it resonates. And I think that we can't get around the fact that the shame of sexual abuse is at the root of that feeling of survivor guilt. Um, we're just, we're shamed by the fact that we were abused. We're shamed by how our bodies may have responded to the abuse. We're shamed by the fact that we were scared into silence. There is so much shame rooted so deeply in victims of sexual abuse that I think that it births a lot of the issues that we deal with and survivor guilt is definitely one of them. I'll own that. I will admit it. I will say that some of the shame that I struggle with and some of the shame that a lot of survivors of childhood sexual abuse struggle with might bring about feelings of guilt to other areas of life and to the fact that we've come forward about abuse and are feeling guilty about that in addition to the abuse itself. So I know that shame is at the root of it and that tendency to self-blame. But it doesn't stop there. I've noticed another trend in our feelings of survivor guilt that other people talk about it and that I feel myself. And that is the reaction that you get from other people when you speak out about sexual abuse. So it's no small thing if you make a decision to come forward and say, this person purposely sexually harmed me as a child, like they had evil intent, and this is what happened, and I'm telling you about it because I need to get it off my chest, and I need to make sure that it doesn't happen to anybody else. Well, that part is great, and I would always encourage you to speak up and to speak out and to never let that guilt cause you to be silent for a second because it's super important that if if you want to speak, that you do, and if you want to share your story and the truth of what has happened to you, that you go ahead and do it. But the chaos that can ensue a lot of the time can cause that feeling of guilt to become stronger instead of to become less. So for me, I was feeling very guilty about a lot of things when I came forward with my story of abuse. One of the things I felt guilty about was that I was like distracting 
um, everyone in this ministry, like from the real ministry, and I'm putting that in air quotes. Sometimes you can probably tell from my voice that air quotes just belong over what I'm saying. So it was that feeling of like, oh my gosh, these people are trying to do missions work and they're trying to like, you know, share the gospel all over the world. And I'm coming in here with my story about being abused and I'm messing everything up. And it's that guilty feeling that we have. The second thing that caused me to feel super guilty was that I had actually reported what had happened to me to some child protective service type agencies in Indonesia. Now they're different than they are here, but you know, they do the same thing. You disclose abuse and they investigate it and they involve the authorities if necessary. Well, right around the time that I had come forward with my story, I remember reading an article in the Jakarta Post about a man who had been caught sexually abusing little boys in this area of Indonesia where uh, he would go to like this hot springs type place and he was abusing so many dozens and dozens of boys had been abused. Somebody was finally brave enough to tell their parents. And in the Indonesian culture, that's huge because shame is such a big thing. And when they told, this guy was beaten nearly to death, like dragged through the town and just beaten brutally for for what he had done. Like nobody was waiting for the police to come and handle it. They're like, we'll handle this ourselves. And I got really scared because I thought, oh my goodness, I, I have told people who aren't a part of this church. And of course, my intent in doing it was to protect kids, you know, to make sure that everybody possible was working to keep this guy from abusing people. But I got physically scared. I remember one day when my abuser ended up in the hospital And this was a while after I had disclosed, but he had ended up in the hospital with super high blood pressure and it was a dangerous situation. And I remember that feeling of guilt, like somehow it's my fault that this guy is suffering. It's my fault that he's having these health problems because if I had just kept my mouth shut, you know, everything would be fine. And so we struggle with these feelings of guilt and You know, I want to say, as a person who's done a lot of work to try and heal from some of the guilt and shame, I want to say that I can avoid those feelings of guilt, but I would be lying if I said that they're never there. But even in the moments when I feel the most healed and I feel the least guilty, there is still that internal struggle with guilt and self-blame. So one of the areas that comes from is definitely our own minds and our own pain and the deep-rooted shame that we deal with. So that's number one. But there's another place that this can come from, this guilt that we feel as survivors of sexual abuse who have chosen to come forward. And unfortunately, it comes from other people. And you may expect it to come from people who don't want to believe your story or people who, you know, they have some skin in the game. Maybe they're related to the abuser and they don't want to hear anything about it. They don't want to know the truth. And so they may heap guilt on you. Like, how could you do this to me? How could you ruin my life like this? But there are also people who are very well-meaning who might actually join in uh, some of the guilting and they don't do it on purpose, but it happens a lot. And I'm sad to say it happens a lot with people within the church because unfortunately we've learned like all of these little platitudes and little spiritual, I call it spiritual confetti. We just have like these little catchphrases that we've learned in the church. Some of them are from the Bible, but I got to be honest, a lot of them are just not, or they're really misconstrued. And you kind of just throw that and sprinkle it 
all over everything. And so people can maybe quote scripture to you or maybe give you some piece of advice that kind of makes you feel like you should probably stop talking and you should say no more. Like the damage that you're doing through speaking out about sexual abuse is too much. And so it doesn't matter if you have to kind of suppress everything that happened to you. You should just keep it to yourself. And I've experienced this from people in the church who are just like, yeah, I'm sure you just want to have this all behind you. Like, hint, hint, like, please stop talking. We're done, you know, listening to this. So you might be getting feelings of survivor guilt from within, but you also might be getting them from outside. I've shared it on the podcast before, but I am never going to forget what the pastor said to me when I disclosed to him and when he found out that I had gone to the authorities in Indonesia. And by the authorities, I don't even mean the police. It was basically like child protective services. It was like an, an NGO. It wasn't even like a government organization, but they would definitely disclose to the police if they felt that it needed to happen. When he found out that I had disclosed to them, The guilt that he laid on me was basically like, you have jeopardized my ministry both now and in the future. This is a major visa violation. I could get kicked out of the country. And basically telling me that like I had put his entire ministry in jeopardy just by coming forward and sharing about this guy being a child molester. And, you know, in my mind, I'm doing this to help protect little kids. And, you know, the feedback that I'm getting from people is that you should keep this to yourself because it's too damaging to other people. And then heaven forbid, maybe this has happened in your own story. Perhaps you're seeing something play out when you've come forward about abuse that, you know, play is playing out pretty negative. And I'm going to be real. There are consequences to sharing your story of abuse. And I think we hear the word consequence and we automatically think that it's something horrible. And so if there's going to be a consequence, we should just not do it. But really, there's a consequence to everything, you know, like if I eat some McDonald's fries, I I might, you know, my cholesterol might go up by a couple of points. You know, if I decide to sleep in for five minutes, I might be a little late to work. But I mean, there's you do something, there's a consequence doesn't have to be a negative one. But a lot of times when you're disclosing about something as horrifying as childhood sexual abuse, there are going to be negative consequences. So there's no way around that. There's no way to sugarcoat it. You have two choices. You can be quiet and prevent any consequences, you know, that that people will know about, or you can speak up and you can let the chips fall where they may and do what you feel like is the right thing to do. That's what I chose to do. And there were consequences. This guy's wife had to find out that her husband had molested little girls. His children, and I'm very certain that one of his children already knew, but his children had to hear that their dad had sexually abused little girls. His church family, his actual family, his sister and his cousins and a whole bunch of people had to find out that this man that they loved was sexually harming little children. And that's a horrible thing to find out. Like there's not any way to make that better. And when I think of the people over the years who have had to disclose, maybe they've had to tell on their parents, maybe they've had to tell on their spouse, maybe they've had to tell on a brother or a cousin or a teacher, somebody beloved by everyone. There are consequences to speaking out about sexual abuse, but it's never okay for people to throw that in your face. Like, because there's a consequence of you speaking out about sexual abuse, that you should feel guilty for whatever happens in the aftermath. And I'm here to say like 20,000% 
No, you are not the cause of the chaos that is happening around you because you chose to disclose about your abuse. You are not responsible for what this person's family is suffering when they've learned that their brother, father, sister, cousin, uncle, whoever was a child molester. Like that is not on you. And it's normal to feel that guilt. And I, like I've said, we've got that shame deeply rooted in us. And because we're the ones telling the story, it's easy to tell the story to ourselves that it's our fault. You know, the words are coming from me. I'm the one that let everybody know. And so all the chaos that's happening as a result is my fault. And I wish I could say with confidence, and I wish that every survivor could say with confidence, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm doing the right thing. And honestly, that's the goal. If you are there, you're my hero. But for a lot of us who struggle with shame and who struggle with those feelings of unworthiness that sexual abuse just puts on you for your whole life, it's not usually possible for us to just be like, we don't care about the consequences. We're just going to say whatever. We don't care what anybody thinks about us. Like, honestly, it's painful to be abused. It's also painful to be rejected and re-traumatized by people who should be caring for you because they don't like the fact that you've come forward about what happened to you. That is what um, one of our posts in Survivor Sanctuary was about this week, is people kind of just like laying guilt on a survivor for some of the consequences of the abuse that she disclosed. And, you know, we all know, I mean, so many of us, we get logically that, okay, it's it, it, logically I know this is not my fault, but I can't get rid of this feeling of guilt because all of these consequences are happening and they weren't happening until I opened my mouth and I disclosed, until I opened my mouth and I told the truth. So I get that feeling, I get the guilt, but if I can encourage you in any way in this episode, if I can encourage you with one thing that I say, it is that you do not have anything to feel guilty about. The fact that you're speaking up about your abuse, the fact that you have been so brave to come forward and to put up with all the crap, honestly, because there is so much stuff that we put up with as survivors, like we just do. When you disclose, it's not going to be fun and games. Nobody's handing you a trophy for coming out and saying, hey, I was sexually abused by this pastor that you love. Like everybody's going to stand and cheer for you. It's not going to happen. You know, there's nothing glamorous about it and it's difficult and it's hard, but you're doing the right thing. If it's a choice you're making, if it's the path that you've chosen to be courageous and to speak out, you're doing the right thing. And it doesn't matter if somebody's family or their church or their spiritual leaders thinks that you should have been quiet. You know in your heart of hearts that you've done the right thing by coming forward. So I want to encourage everybody with that. Like you're doing the right thing. I think it's so unfair. Like it is so unfair with everything that survivors are already dealing with. Like we're trying to heal from the fact that somebody sexually violated us and like caused all these issues in our lives. And not only are we trying to heal from that, but then on top of that, we're dealing with all of the repercussions of coming forward. And for the vast majority of us, the only reason we have to come forward is because we don't want this to happen to anybody else. And then we're dealing with all the consequences from people who love the perpetrator. And it just happens so often that people side with the perpetrator. And it really is easier for them to do that than to believe the truth. 
And we don't want to believe the truth when the truth brings everything that we believe in crashing down. So I get it. I can sort of empathize a little bit with that, but it doesn't change the fact that you're doing the right thing. And you know, when I was reading these posts in Survivor Sanctuary this week and kind of thinking about that survivor guilt in my own life and kind of taking on all of the responsibility for everything that happens as a result of disclosing abuse, there's got to be a way that we can let go of that because it is not our fault. The fact that we were sexually abused wasn't our fault. And the fact that there are some really crappy consequences to speaking out about abuse is not our fault either. And this scene flashed into my head and it was really weird, but it made so much sense. I used to love the movie Speed. And when I was like, gosh, I don't even, maybe I was 14 when it came out, I think. And I remember that my Aunt Susie had this movie Speed on VHS And they bought it like at Blockbuster, I don't know, back in the Stone Ages when VHS still existed. And I wore that tape out watching Speed. And it was, yes, mostly because I had a massive crush on Keanu Reeves and I could not stop watching that movie. Sometimes I would watch it, and I'm ashamed to say this, but like I would watch it like three times in one day. Like this is what happens when you're homeschooled and no one is supervising you. Like you can get away with a lot of stuff. And I loved that movie. And so when I'm reading these posts in Survivor Sanctuary this week, and I'm feeling like all this guilt that is just piled on us by everyone when these tragic things happen after we disclose that somebody abused us, you know, oh no, somebody's going to prison. Oh no, somebody's marriage is falling apart. Oh no, somebody is now an outcast in society because people know they were a child molester. Like all of this guilt that's heaped on us. And all I could think is Keanu Reeves standing next to Annie, Sandra Bullock, that was the movie that made her famous, um, standing next to her, somebody has just been killed by the bomber, that crazy ex-cop guy who's like blowing people up and they're in this bus. And if you've never seen Speed, you just got to watch it. It's not going to make any sense. But if you're around my age and you were a teen in the 90s, I'm sure that you saw that movie more than once. And Annie is really struggling because she tries to stop this lady from leaving the bus. And the lady leaves the bus, regardless of what Annie tells her, like, don't do it, don't do it, Helen, don't jump. And she does, and an explosion happens, Helen is gone, and she is devastated. Annie is just like, she's shaking, and she's super, super upset, and she's about to fall to pieces. And like, just the guilty feeling of like, I couldn't stop her from getting out of this bus. She's guilt-ridden, she's falling apart, she's shaking, she feels responsible for this lady's death, And Keanu Reeves looks at her and he's like, he's the a-hole, Annie. Like, don't forget that. She's driving a bus, trying to keep it above 50 in LA traffic, which could never happen. Let's just be real. She's trying to save all these people, exerting all of this energy, doing everything she can as a person who was just trying to take a bus to get to work, trying to save a bus full of people. And he's trying to focus her in. Yes, horrible things were happening all around us. Yes, that lady just got blown up. But he's the a-hole. It's not her. It's not you for telling somebody that you were abused. It's not you for admitting out loud that somebody that everybody should have trusted is actually a pedophile who is preying on people over and over and over again. It is not your fault that 
any of these consequences are taking place. The person who abused you is the person that caused all of this. And that's something that we forget so easily as survivors. And I think one of the reasons we forget it easily is because the people all around us forget it easily. The people in churches who may be well-meaning, but they're like, oh, you know, dear, just forgive and move on because then all of this stuff can be behind us and we can all stop being in chaos and all these bad things can stop happening. You know, people heap that guilt on us and we heap it on ourselves. But if you walk away with nothing else from this episode, I want you to walk away with that. The abuser is the a-hole. And I apologize. (laughs) There's not, I could have said butthole, but not quite the same effect. That's literally the line from the movie. It's not your guilt to carry. And trust me, I'm not saying that with any kind of feeling of superiority. We all feel it. We all carry it. Like, oh, I disclosed abuse. What if somebody decides to shut down this church in Indonesia and decides, oh, well, if you're going to let a pedophile, you know, operate in your church, we're going to shut the whole thing down. And then what if people don't get saved? And what if people don't come to know the Lord? And what if that's all my fault? Like, there are all these what ifs. But at the root of every single thing that's happening in all of this chaos, at the root of it all, is not you. The root of all of this is the person who decided to violate children sexually is the person who decided that their own sexual desire and their own sexual pleasure was the most important thing. They are the ones that have caused every single thing. If anybody is suffering because of sexual abuse, they are not suffering. And hear me when I say this, they're not suffering because you decided to say something. They are suffering because that jerk face, whoever they were, decided to sexually abuse you. That is at the root of it. So while survivor guilt is something that we're all going to struggle with, and it's something that's really, really hard to, it's hard to separate yourself from it because you know what? I'm the one who told and all of this bad stuff is happening. So it stands to reason that all the bad stuff is happening is my fault, but it's not. It is the person who decided to sexually abuse a child. It is the person who decided to violate another human being with no regard for the effect that it was going to have on them. And if somebody's life is falling apart, if their health is falling apart, if their family is falling apart, if their ministry is falling apart, you're not at the root of that. The person who's at the root of it is the person who decided to sexually abuse kids. That's it. He's or she's the (laughs) a-hole. To quote Keanu Reeves, like, that's what I, that's all I can think of. Like, that is the answer in my mind this week that has just been swirling around in there. That's what you need to remember. And it's something that's really hard for us to focus on when we're focused on the fact that, oh my gosh, if I had just shut up, you know, none of these people would be feeling this pain. You know, none of this would be happening. And first of all, we have no idea if that's actually true because it's like the butterfly effect. You know, you never know just because you didn't say anything doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't ever, it wouldn't have come out in another way. It is not your fault. The person who decided to sexualize a kid, to destroy a life in that way, or to destroy multiple lives in that way, they are always the one that's at fault. And I want to tell you that I'm sorry. I am so sorry that there are so many people who don't get that. I'm so sorry 
that there are people in your life that should love you and should care for you and should have your best interest at heart, that they are completely oblivious to the fact that the stuff that they're saying to you hurts you. I know because I've been there. You know, you hear the things people say and you're just like, um, did you really just say that to me? Because it made me feel really guilty. It's like basically like you're blaming me or you're, you're saying that I should be in a different place emotionally or mentally or physically. Like it sucks. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. I'm sorry that people are completely clueless when it comes to trying to comfort you. But just because those people are clueless doesn't make you at fault or guilty for what's going on. You didn't do this. And in fact, you are one of the only people that's trying to make it better by coming forward, by being brave, by putting up with all this crap. And it's not fair. Like I just, oh, I want to rip my hair out sometimes when I think about it. It's like, not only were we the ones that were abused, but then we're going to come forward. And then on top of already having been abused, we're going to tell people our stories to try and save other people. And then we're going to be further abused. And we're going to be just heaped with guilt and shame and all of the stuff that we shouldn't have to carry because other people should be carrying these burdens for us. And they're not doing it. And I mean, God bless the people who are, because there are people who do carry burdens for us, but they're not nearly enough. I know that in our churches and in our families, so often survivors are carrying everything themselves, even after they disclose. Then you're carrying the burden of what's happened to everybody since you've disclosed and you know how everyone's lives have changed and, and that feeling that it might be your fault. It's not. And I'm sorry that not everybody gets that. It's not fair. Like, I don't have an answer for that. I just think a lot about the kind of things that survivors deal with, especially when they come forward about their abuse and the fact that it's just not freaking fair. It's not fair. Like, you know, it would be great if we could just be like, hey, this happened to me. I'm going to tell you about it and I'm going to go heal. And you guys, you guys take care of this. It's all on you now. And that rarely happens. And I just want you to know that you're warriors and I don't understand like that's something, something just, oh gosh, in the last month or so that I've just, that's where I've been. You know, I'm like, life is incredibly difficult and painful, but at least it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like there's just no way around it. Like sometimes that's just how it feels. I don't get it. I don't get why there has to be so much on your shoulders, but here's what I do get. It's not your fault you carry 0% of the guilt for any of the stuff that happens as a result of you disclosing abuse. Somebody goes to prison, his fault. Somebody loses a family, his fault. Or if you were abused by a female, her fault. It is the abuser's fault, period, end of discussion. Not your guilt to carry. And I know that sometimes you're going to carry it anyway because it's what happens to us. And I totally, listen, I'm right there with you. But it all comes back to acknowledging in that logical part of our brain, I'm not guilty for this. And just telling yourself that until you believe it. And if you want to come into the Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group and tell us there so that we can tell you it's not your fault, do that. None of this guilt is yours. Not a scrap of it. And if we can, let's put the guilt back where it belongs. 
that's what I got for you today. Um, if you want to talk more about survivor guilt, your experience with it, or anything you want to talk about, really come join us in the Facebook group. We would love to have you just search survivor sanctuary. We will add you and you can join the conversation there. Well, I will catch you next time on another episode of survivor sanctuary. See you then. Thanks for listening to Survivor Sanctuary with me, Kelly Downing. If you found value in today's podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Not only will it put a big smile on my face, more importantly, your reviews will help make it easier for other survivors and survivor advocates to find this podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to Survivor Sanctuary wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can also join the conversation in our Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. And for exclusive content, be sure to visit SurvivorSanctuary.com. Join me next time for another episode of Survivor Sanctuary. See you then.